You're listening to an Imagine More podcast. The presentation you're about to hear was recorded as part of the 2021 Get That Good Life Conference. We've split this session into three parts. This is part one. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm here to intuitive Jack Kutcher and Julia Schoenmaker, John Kirker, and Milton Tauri. Jack Kutcher is a resident school leaser. He works at a government house in Kerbera. You're her already man, Jan Kirker. She is a just mother. Julia Schoenmaker is Jack Drop coach, Celia has worked in drugs for five years. Milton is from the USA. He helps people with respiratory to have a strong, inclusive world. Today, Jack will tell us about his work roles. Claire and Jen will tell us Jack about his job and has worked my support team. Our first speaker will be a Jack Kutcher. I'm for you, Jack. Hi, my name is Jack Kruger. I'm 19 years old. This is my family. They draw about me. I am a Dahilskia. Crossfit member. Oxtack rider, bike rider, driver. When I was fully employed at school, I'm business owner at phoning with my cousin soul. I had soon to part. We had a discovery gambling. My second mate, at least of my interest. Less on my criticism to success. Ideas for work roles. I became a second time leader at 15. I did work experience in year 10. I did ASPA in living intro at University of Cranbourne. I failed school last year. Now I work at Newman's house, and I'm such a good fan. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jack. That that was just a fabulous clip, just packed with examples of roles with family and friends and co-workers, a life filled with positive possibilities uh, within everyday life. So, you know, these questions about what to do and um, what to explore, where to begin, uh, come up a lot. And one of the things that struck me um, about your story, Jack, is what I see as something that's very different that happens sometimes in the U.S., and that is people uh, Jack's age who have disabilities end up in readiness programs to get ready for work or other functions of life. All of these started with the best of intentions, but unfortunately, they have design flaws that all too often get in the way of the direction they had in mind. So... Jack's example was really refreshing because it assumes that Jack is ready uh, to get involved. 
and other people expect him to get involved. He has, um, you know, going on ski trips with his family and, and learning to drive. And other community members expect Jack to be involved in the Aztec team and the, and the soccer team. His 15-year-old peers uh, talked to him about being um, a soccer game leader and encouraged him in, in that role. And so I'm certain that there were considerations for Jack's involvement in these different kinds of endeavors. But the neat thing is that they all had as a starting point participation in typical and valued aspects of everyday life, and then adding the adaptations in as, as they were needed. And it's just good for everyone. You know, everybody comes out ahead with this approach, uh, you know, Jack certainly and his family, the community at large. So what does all of this mean for employment? All of these experiences, life experiences at home and community and, and with work and school all set the stage for good employment. And for people's Jack's age at 19 now, and when he was younger and trying out work, it's too early for most people to be knowing what they want to do for a career, but it's the perfect time to be getting a good taste of employment. This is, of course, true for all young people, but it's especially true for people with disabilities because we know that all too often they're vulnerable to being left on the sidelines. So just to have, you know, work that's good work, a good work experience that's engaging and where Jack gets a chance to contribute. Not an arbitrary job, but a focused job that's rooted in things uh, that we know about Jack from his life experiences it is, is just uh, really important. That's kind of my reflection on this initial video, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Jan. Thanks so much, Milton, for that. And it was great to have Jack start the presentation and share a bit about his journey around work. It hasn't just happened. We've had to uh, really drive it. And what's really helped us give us that direction is Jack's vision. And we always have had meaningful employment clearly stated in Jack's vision. We didn't always know how we were going to achieve it. And and certainly with the work experience, it wasn't something that was offered to Jack through school. It was something that we had to sort out. And that came about in a variety of different ways. But Jack's vision um, was pretty much driven by, you know, it, it's something that we would have for all of our kids. As Jack said, he's got three sisters and we would want them all to be contributing and participating through valued social roles we want all of them to have positive relationships and follow that ordinary rhythm of life where they can find that sense of belonging and be valued and known in their local community. So it made sense to have that same vision for Jack. And to Jack's benefit, I think he's got older siblings. So we were watching carefully and it helped us sort of reference that for Jack. So, oh, they're getting their driver's license. And they've got paid work. They've got to go to work and they're moving out into their own home and they have a partner. So these are all the things that we've talked about with Jack over the years. So it just seemed obvious to him that that was going to be what was going to happen to him. It just took more energy in the background for us to help him um, achieve those things. So it's a group of people that's been really important in helping us help Jack realise his vision is Jack's circle of support. And so that's a group of people that we invited 
to come together that knew Jack and they came together in a freely given way to just help us initially around school inclusion because we were going through some pretty tricky years there in the teenage years and bringing people in to sort of bolster us and keep us really clear on the vision for Jack was really important. But also realising that that was kind of pretty heavy work for the circle. So we then started shifting our focus to employment because Jack was in year 10 by that point and we were looking at a school-based apprenticeship for him in year 11 and 12 because we were hearing from others that this could be a really nice pathway for him, a seamless transition from school to work when he finished in year 12. So we needed to sort of find out what really lit uh, Jack up, where his interests really lie with regards to work, what were his conditions for success um, and where his contributions would be. So as Jack showed you, we had that gathering with the circle and we helped Jack facilitate that. Um, And he just came away from that session just feeling so good about himself because he was hearing from others what they saw in him and it it gave us some ideas as well to go away with and work on. It also helped that Jack had already been running a very small neighbourhood lawn-knowing business with his cousin so they could see that this was possible, that he could stick to a job. And we were one of these families that were really good at giving their kids the consistent chores around the house. So We didn't really know whether Jack was going to stick to a job or not. So the lawn mowing was really great for Jack to see that he needed to do the the job, the responsibility of the job, and then the cash reward in hand was a great sort of feedback to him. It was visual for him, so it wasn't just landing in his bank account. So it was a great introduction to work for him. He then did some work experience and that was through a bit of serendipity. We just sort of stumbled across this opportunity where we happened to be in Harris Scarf one day and I saw someone that was working there that her daughter went to school with my daughter. Like you can see all these webs of connections falling into place and I just used that opportunity to ask her whether they do work experience there. And she said, yeah, sure, I'll just go and get the manager. And Jack was with me and they introduced each other and it just seemed to happen so easily. We then quickly got the forms, the insurance forms from the school, and it just sort of seemed to flow pretty nicely. And Jack did that work experience a morning and an afternoon a week for a term. And then through the circle of support, the young members of the circle came up with the idea of Jack becoming a game leader. He played soccer since he was four at the local soccer club and they pointed out that that's sort of what most young soccer players move on to. They helped us see that the course that he had to do was very practical, it was short. So we sort of thought, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to help him do this. And he ended up successfully uh, being a game leader for a year and he just had natural support. So You can't quite see, but in the image there is one of the circle members' son who is also was a game leader and he sort of came down and helped Jack out a bit, especially when the the game was on and he had to sort of referee who kicked the ball out. That's, you know, a bit tricky to sort of gauge. I think I had trouble with that myself. So he was sort of helping Jack let the team know, like blow the whistle, the red teams throw in. 
But what we learned from that is that Jack just really enjoyed having that role of leadership, giving instruction, and really encouraging the kids. And we didn't know know that necessarily about him. So I feel like we're always on this journey of learning about who he is and what motivates him. And the other example here is the image of Jack with the photocopy machine. This was another work experience that Jack did in Year 10, and it was driven by one of the circle members that happened to be a lecturer at the university and made this happen for Jack. This then led to, after many discussions and conversations, it led to Jack moving into a school-based apprenticeship for year 11 and 12 with the University of Canberra as an admin assistant. So that was another great experience for Jack uh, of learning for all of us. And that's where we engage some paid support to support Jack on the job. And I, I don't know whether we necessarily got all of that right, but we certainly learned a lot. And then what we did is with the circle, we've got an image here of Nikki with the hat on. She's in Jack's circle of support. And we spent a lot of time with the circle around what we were looking for after that discovery sort of gathering we did, what kind of work we were going to explore for Jack. And we encouraged the circle members to reach out to their networks. And that's what Nikki did. She walks with Harriet, who's the lady at the bottom there. They walk together often. And because we'd sort of worked on a pitch, so we're making sure that the circle members were presenting Jack in a positive light to people and highlighting the skills that he could bring to any workplace and his way of contributing. So she was talking to Harriet about possibilities. Harriet has got many different experiences working in government health and also other government organisations. And Harriet then took it upon herself to go and talk to the ladies in HR and explore whether this could be a potential opportunity. So when I was sort of looking like they were interested, I then went and had a coffee with Harriet to just try and find out a bit more about well, what happens at Government House? I mean, it's kind of behind these big gates. So I didn't really know what happened there, but it turns out there's lots of opportunities. It's a pretty close-knit team of staff, which uh, really resonated with us because we knew that consistent staff would work really nicely for Jack. They had groundkeeping roles. They had household roles. They had events and admin. So we sort of felt that there could be a real opportunity for Jack if it progressed. Another idea we were exploring was Jack looking at after-school Kenya because this sort of aligned with his interest with being with kids. And Nikki's daughter also happened to work at the local after-school care. So that's something that we started to explore and that's where we engaged Jack's job mentor to really get involved and help Jack sort of uh, explore what that could possibly look like. So Jack's job mentor is Julia Shoemaker and she's actually been working with Jack for getting close to five years. So as you can imagine, she knows Jack very well. We directly employ Julia using our National Disability Insurance Scheme funding here in Australia, and we self-manage that for Jack. So that's enabled us to directly employ Julia, um, which we did quite a number of years ago, not necessarily in the role of a, a job mentor initially, 
but she's actually been working in this role for a number of years now. She is a lovely, humble, patient, and very positive and encouraging young person and very respectful of Jack and will bend over backwards to sort of make sure Jack is pushed forward and taking up the roles, particularly in work. She's really keen to continue to learn and has been getting some um, guidance by Milton himself and giving her lots of professional development so she can grow in her role as well and has a lot to offer actually a lot of people with some advice, I'm sure. And Julia really does implement a lot of those strategies and, you know, we're all still learning. We're not saying that we've all got this right, but it's just been a real journey and it's helped us realise just how nuanced this role is. So initially, Julia was working with Jack for about 10 to 12 hours a week and is now potentially working around 20 hours a week. It's been a bit tricky with COVID, but is also stepping into like that team leader role as well. So I'll hand over to Julia now, where she'll just sort of share a bit about how they went about exploring the different tasks and roles at After School Care. Thanks, Jen. That was a very nice introduction. As mentioned in a, a couple slides ago, after identifying that after school care could be a potentially fitting job, Jack and I met with the supervisor there to find out more about the job itself and all the tasks involved. Um, so we had a look at things like how the afternoon schedule went, what activities needed to be set up before the kids got there, how the afternoon tea got prepared, the cleaning games just as much as we could beforehand so that we could have a think about what kind of roles might be suitable for Jack. So here are a few of the photos that were taken, not all quite on the first day, but these are some of the roles that Jack um, landed at the start of working with after school care. So I don't know if you can see it, but on the top photo, that's the most current, and that's showing all the roles that he's involved in now. So he gets the kids soap when they come in. That's a bit of a COVID procedure now to give all the kids some soap, setting up the Lego table. Jack now runs a couple games, particularly around fitness. He came up with a fitness schedule that he showed the kids and they've really enjoyed that. So that was great that he could utilize that interest around kids and fitness in this particular job. And on the left, there is a cleaning routine and that was the first photo taken and um, that has been adjusted a bit to make it easier to break down all the tasks that Jack is going to be particularly involved in. So we've actually, it's gotten highlighted that all the jobs that he needs to do on it rather than just one big list of things that he might not actually need to do. And as you can see down the bottom, he's setting up the afternoon tea and in the middle is setting up some of the games before the kids get there. So as you can see from the top photo, that list, we 
realized that structure and preparation is a really important condition for success for Jack. So that's why we've tried to put in the work beforehand so so that we can get as much preparation as possible so that by the time Jack gets to his shift, he's ready to go. So that was sort of the first step that we did. And I think on that point, Julia, I mean, as you can see, a lot of this isn't high tech. Like some of it is just written down as a list for Jack because filling down time. So if he was in that supervision role, um, that's tricky to fill if you don't know what things you've got to do. So having a list can be really helpful for Jack. But it doesn't have to be high tech. It can just be written written down, but you'll have to go through that with him because he doesn't always know how to read words. So, yeah, that was great. Thanks, Julia. And do you want to share, Julia, a bit about how we applied? Like, we're sort of coming in through networks of people that we knew, but we're also going through the formal process as well. And maybe if you want to describe Hugh, Julia, around uh, some emails that were written to after school care. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, as Jan said, at the time, there were a few things in the works just so that you can spread out some options. So during about a six-month period, there were three jobs that he was exploring and um, we were using all the connections we could to kind of land the job. So here's an example of an email that was written to After School Care. And myself and Jack, we worked on this email together and tried to craft an email that aligned with what after school care would be after us so like pointing out the skills that would be really relevant to the job and frame it in a really positive and strength-based approach and as you can see in the resume to the right um, we had some photos as well to just illustrate those skills as well so this was sent from Jack's email address, which I think is really important. Uh, we did say in brackets at the end that there was some support from a job coach, but we didn't want to explicitly say Jack has a disability because it's unnecessary. So we just thought, yeah, just write support from the job coach. And that's just a more... Um, gentle approach I guess so we did have a phone call after that but yeah so we just tried to include as much as we could that is going to be appealing to an after school care job so we talked about things like being a game leader being a basketball assistant and doing fitness sessions and having like that interest around fitness. So those are all things that are relevant to after-school care. So it's really important to outline those particular things. That's great. Thanks, Julia. You've been listening to an Imagine More podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to review us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And go to imaginemore.org.au for more great content.